Hello and welcome to Biblical Moments. This is Evangelist Frank Kane. I want to talk about the trials that God allows in our life. What is that all about? That's what I will be talking about in this episode. I will be teaching from the Epistle of James chapter 1 and I will be using the New American Standard Bible. Stay with me as I address the subject, Why God Allows Us to Be Tested. Even Christians have tests in their lives. No one is exempted from being tested in this life. But not everyone deals with the same test the same way. How you deal with a test says a lot about what shape you will be in when you come out of the test. It's kind of like jogging around the park. How you look physically after a couple of laps has a lot to do with how you have prepared yourself for running. In this episode, I want to address the subject of being tested, not just going through a test, but passing it and growing as a result of it. I'm sure that you are like I am. I'm not excited about being tested, but the truth is that the tests we go through are a priceless part of the Christian experience. So let's first talk about our attitude toward being tested. In the epistle of James chapter 1 and verse 2 he writes, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Now, there is absolutely nothing natural about us doing what this verse is saying. Why would we count it or regard it as all joy when we are being tested in a variety of ways? That's what this verse is saying. And that's something that my eyes seldom see. What's clear in this verse is that God does not promise to prevent us from being tested. So the obvious question is, why should we count it all joy when we experience various trials in our life? In verse 3, James writes, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Now, we know that the subject of faith is central to the Christian life. That's why we talk about faith so much. But my friend, there is a limit to how much we can grow in our faith by just talking about it and learning more about it. To become more durable, faith must be put to the test. No matter what we are talking about in life, endurance comes only when we are taken beyond what's comfortable for us. Now, I want you to know that we have a role to play 
in this process. In the beginning of this message, I said, how you deal with a test says a lot about what shape you will be in when you come out of the test. So here's what James writes in verse 4. And let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. According to this verse, our spiritual completeness is the ultimate objective of God allowing us to be tested. But this verse says we have to cooperate with the process. When we go through a test, God wants us to come out of it better than we went into it. But you and I can abort the process. We can't abort being tested, but we can choose to not grow through the experience. But in this verse, verse 4, we are being called upon to let the process have its perfect result. Okay, so here's a real problem we can run into when we are being tested. We may not have any bank of experience to draw from on how to get through the test. By that, I mean we may not know how to effectively deal with the kind of test at hand. Well, here's what God will do to help us. Verse 5, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So God promises to give us wisdom in abundance for the test at hand. Listen, if we have the appropriate wisdom we can get through anything now this wisdom from god is not for avoiding the test but for how to endure the test and allow the test to achieve its perfect work in us as i was preparing this message a thought occurred to me since the intent of god allowing us to be tested is so we can grow I wonder if that fails to happen in our lives. Does God retain us where we are spiritually? I'm talking about as it is in school. You see, a school that allows a student to progress from one grade to another without his having progressed to the point where he can succeed in the next grade is doing a disservice to that student. And I wonder how that argument figures into the test that God allows in our life. Does he prevent us from going forward until we pass the test at hand? My friend, there is a limit to how much we can grow without being tested. There comes a time when we must be subjected to pressure to grow. I remember how greatly and how often I was tested during the previous church I pastored. I'm telling you that if God had shown me beforehand what it would be like, I don't know if I would have been a willing vessel for the job. On the other hand, 
I won't give anything for the spiritual growth and benefits I experienced as a result of those trials. The bottom line is that God allows tests in our lives, not as an ends, but as a means. God does not allow the tests just for the sake of testing us. He's not trying to find out our breaking point. He already knows that. He's not trying to find out what you're made of. He made us. But when God allows us to be tested, his will is that we pass the test, that we come out of the test better and not bitter. You may know people who say they want to be great in the Lord, but the problem is that they don't want to go through testing. Well, newsflash, read it from Genesis to Revelation. Great servants in the Bible were tested at times. And you and I are no exceptions. God allows us to be tested so he can take us to another place in him and in this life. Amen. Hey, listen, I hope you were encouraged by this message. If you're being tested right now, God is not testing you just for the sake of testing you. He uses the trials in our life to help us to grow and to become more like his son. Praise God. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.